the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Max Out Savings Show is all about that. We've been on the air for over 10 years now, well over 10 years, and I think going on 14, and uh, talking about savings, talking about investments. When we started the show, the savings, one reason we started the show was, was because the savings rate at the time was, was close to zero, and we said we have a savings crisis in the United States. People are starting to save more. Savings rates are, are going up, but uh, it's slow going. Although the, a fascinating uh, statistic, uh, which we're going to be talking about here in a second, is the savings rate really jumped up during the coronavirus. And so we've got some pretty interesting numbers. But, but what we really want to do is, well, you know, our model and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. This is why, and by the way, you see, see why this, we've said this, and when we had the, the coronavirus panic, uh, a lot of people didn't have enough money saved up. It, and I think what we're really seeing is is more people are starting to save money. They're now starting to follow that, the idea of save aggressively and invest conservatively. You're starting to see that work through the, the, the economy, particularly with younger people. I think younger people are much more cautious uh, than they have been in the past. Uh, and so we're starting to see that pay off. Interestingly, the most recent savings number was 33%, which is astounding. That was up at, from March, by the way, of uh, March, it was about 12.7%. So the savings rates are, have jumped up. Now, in fairness, when all the shops are closed and there's nowhere, nowhere you can spend the money, your savings rate's naturally going to go up. But this is good. This means that there's enough pent-up demand out there that the economy should start accelerating pretty well in here. So, so this is something we want to watch. But the most recent savings rate, 33%. Look, we had income numbers. People thought they wouldn't be that good. For April, they were up 10%. Uh, and, and, and again, what was that? That was basically the uh, the checks, the $1,200 checks they sent out to everybody, the, the extra bonuses if you're on unemployment. So there's a lot of money coursing into the economy. All right, now, you know, we, we just passed to $2.8 trillion worth of spending in here. And, and so that money's going to have to go somewhere. It's going to go into spending, but it's most likely to go into inflation. And we'll discuss some more about that later on in the show. So, now, by the way, this show is a live show. Uh, actually, on sa- on Saturdays, on Sundays, it's a repeat. Uh, you can call in uh, 713-339-1070 and go to the uh, uh, KNTH 1070's website, AM 1070 KNTH. Uh, Website, you can listen live anywhere in the world. We have listeners from all over the world now listening to the show. Uh, you can also get the podcast. The podcasts are typically, I think they come on about uh, Monday, Monday, Tuesday. You can catch the podcast as well. So there's a lot of ways to participate. The Max Out Savings Report, we got to get out a new Max Out Savings Report here. Uh, I'm going to be writing about some of the stuff we're talking about here today. That's a free report uh, we send out. Uh, we send it out once a month. We don't call you up. We don't bother you. Uh, it, it, we, we send it out. We talk about savings, investments, retirement, how to deal with retirement. All those types of things are in the Max Out Savings Board. This is not some canned report. 
put out and, and, and vetted by six levels of attorneys and everything else. And it, 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 we write this ourselves. We write it to try to get to you. It, it take complex issues and make them pretty simple in, in, in the report so you can understand today's world. And so it, it's a unique report. So it, it, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, if you want to sign up for the free report. Where do I go? You know, these riots are just, you know, you look at this and it's so sad. Uh, the amazing, one interesting thing about this time is nobody is supporting the idea that that the death of, of, of a person was, was, you know, was was somehow acceptable. You know, it's been roundly condemned across all political spectrums that this is an atrocity and we need to do something about it. And it was likely murder. We've gotten remarkably good agreement on this. And I felt like I felt like that was, I mean, all across the political spectrum, people were condemning this race, creed, color politics, whatever, across the board, there was a condemnation. And I th- felt like we really moved forward on this issue. And then all of a sudden, these riots came out. And look, you knew this was going to go badly. The minute CNN was running the pictures of people going into the Target, quote, rot, quote, protesters, they called them protesters, the protest, they got to go into the, into the Target and pick out whatever they wanted. You knew this was going to spread all over the country, and it was no longer about the murder. It was about, hey, what can I get free by looting somewhere? And, and this is a dangerous situation. I, I, went, I went back and, and looked, and on Dredge today, they had the, the big riot in Houston where basically you've got, you know, 50 people burned up a police car. It, We've always been very fortunate in Houston. I went and reread the chapter. My father-in-law wrote a, a book uh, back a while back in on in Houston, and, and 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 he had a section on the the TSU riots, and and so it was it was him, Louis Welch, the mayor, and I think Carmen Short, the police chief, and they were all you know they go, uh oh, he gets called back in. I think he was at the Greenbrier uh, in Virginia at a conference, he had to wake the pilot up, get him in, to, you know, to get a, a plane out of there so they could get rushed back to Houston and deal with the riots. Back, I want to say it was 67. It was called the TSU riots. It, and so they're like, what do we do? They're trying to figure out what to do. And, and their intelligence said that there was people from outside of Houston coming in, ginning up a riot. And so they, they confronted it. There was a there was a battle. The police surrounded it, uh, t, uh, t- Texas Southern, uh, and, and they were in a dorm. They started firing on the policemen. So the policemen moved in on the dorm. The police chief gave the order to open fire over the top of the dorm so no one was injured unless you specifically saw somebody that was shooting at you. So they wanted to avoid life as, you know, loss of life as much as possible. And, uh, a police officer was killed. Another two, one was very badly wounded. Uh, in, in the, uh, another one was shot. Two, so two were shot. One, uh, and the third one was killed. Police officers, no one, the, the, uh, the protesters, no one was, uh, killed there. They, they, they arrested the people, uh, and and, and 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 what they did is is they they met with all the community leaders the next day to try to calm the situation down, and Houston pretty much avoided the riots that destroyed most downtown cities in the '60s because the city worked together. They really tried to sit there and and and, uh, and put it down, and also. But the interesting thing is at the beginning of the chat, he lays out, we knew we had to do something. We knew we couldn't let this get out of control because if it, if it got out of control, it could destroy huge parts of the city. So they had to act quickly and forcefully. They did act quickly and forcefully. At the same time, they did everything they could to avoid you know, inflaming the situation and just trying to get the protesters. And what they figured out was – in Houston in 1967 was it was five out-of-towners. Stokey Carmichael, I'm sure you remember that name, was one of the people ginning up the riot down here. That's what you're seeing right now. Two things. I think for political reasons, it was a good advantage that, that we start these riots up you know, to help out the Democrats. And then it's kind of spun out of control. And again, once you sit there and see people looting the 
the target and nobody even tries to stop them, then everyone else thinks, hey, why can't I go loot the target? Why can't I loot the Galleria? Why can't I go? You know, I could use a new color TV. And this is a very dangerous situation. And, and it's really sad because I've never seen such an agreement on, on trying to simp there and eliminate police brutality as this time. And yet it, now we have a bad situation. And so we'll have to watch and see what happens. I think there's an enormous amount of politics involved here. And, and we'll see where it goes. But Houston had – we had problems in the 60s. We dealt with them very quickly. We worked with community leaders, put the situation down, got the, the – the a lot of out-state people were causing these problems, trying to call – and you get the same thing. A lot of politically active people are trying to gin up a riot, and, and that's a very dangerous situation. And, and so uh, – it's a fascinating story. If you ever get a chance, you know, take a look at the, the, the riots in Houston, how we, we controlled them, unlike most other cities. This has always been a, a very peaceful city. We had an incident back 100 years ago with the riots that really, I think, you know, scarred the city, and they never wanted to have that happen again. And, and so Houston really is kind of a city that gets along. So We'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, this is disturbing to see this type of stuff happen. You've got to somehow get control. Uh, it, it, you know, the other thing I have to say, I don't understand how President Trump makes a tweet that, hey, we're going to get tough on rioters and, you know, looters could be shot. And that's ginning up hatred. And then and then Twitter is running one picture of people rioting and encouraging other rioters all over the place. I mean, I think you could actually make a case that Twitter is ginning up more riots. And, and, and this is the, the situation with Twitter is deeply disturbing. You know, one of the things, one of the most cherished things in our Constitution is freedom of speech. And, and I don't know how you can have a company that if somebody says something that that the, they put a tagline, particularly that this is not true, particularly the president of the United States with the voting very clearly. I, I think President Trump was on very strong ground and, and Jack Dorsey at, at, at Twitter called him out on it. And, 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 and I, I, that's very disturbing. If the phone company, when I was talking to someone, suddenly broke into the conversation and said, look, hey, what Ted is saying is not true or, you know, there is no way. The United States of America can have a company like Twitter doing this. It's very, very dangerous to our free, our, 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 our basically our freedom of speech. Uh, it, it shows you the megalomania of some of these tech companies out there. And this goes back to what we've talked about and what we're going to get over the market tournament. This goes back to what we've discussed with corporations somehow feeling they have to interject their politics, their beliefs. Into, into into the policies of the United States of America, and they want to set policy. Corporate this is a very important point. Corporations want to set policy in the United States. Corporations want to elect presidents in the United States. There's no there's no room in the United States for corporations that want to set policy and want to set rules and regulations on their own in the United States. It is not there. The corporation at that point should be destroyed, and this is the reason why, is because. That is a threat to our democracy. In our country, we have we have uh, different parties, two parties, different ideas. We have a Congress, we have a, uh, an executive branch, and we have some Supreme Court that vets all these ideas. The ideas are, are passed by representatives of the people of the United States. They're not rep, they're not put in promulgated and in, in, in passed by corporations. A very, very, very dangerous situation when we have these corporations getting involved in, in politics, more importantly, getting involved in policies and procedures, in setting rules, uh, eliminating free speech, and other things in the United States of America. There's no place for that in this country. I mean, Jack Dorsey needs to go to China, where somewhere where he could be communist China, where he can feel comfortable. And, 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 and so this is something – this is a battle we're going to have to close. Corporations in this country are there to produce something, make a profit, employ people. They're not there to set policy. They're in the United States of America. That's the purview of the Congress and the White House. I might not always agree with the policy. I might not always agree with the president or the Congress or the Supreme Court. But those are our elected, constitutionally elected officials. They're not some corporate executive. And, and we saw this with Larry Fink, his his mode, his 
decided to take over BlackRock seven trillion dollars in in savings uh, that that individual investors put in, and he's going to def, uh, defund the uh, redistribute capital away from the oil and gas sector. Same type of thing. And by that, that's 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 almost an exact quote from what Larry Fink said. We're getting these in radical environmentalists in corporate America instituting policies on the American people. That's not acceptable. Now we have Twitter, you know, basically and deciding what the president can and can't say. And if they don't agree with them, they come out with it, with interrupting the conversation and saying that's not true. There is no place in the United States for, for people, for companies like Twitter. It is a clear and present danger Twitter is a clear and present danger to the order in the United States of America. Make no mistake about it. And I know people don't like Donald Trump, but who says that we're going to get another president in the future that Twitter doesn't like too? And then it could be on the other side of the equation. This has got to be stopped. It's a threat to the country. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. I, again, I think Jack Dorsey's a genuine bad guy. I think he's, he's basically – look, Twitter's a public company. It's owned by shareholders, and he's operating it much like Larry Fink is his personal little preserve to you know to sit there and, and push forth his ideas. Again, it's wrong. If Jack Dorsey wants to do this, have him run for Congress, have him run for president, or you know he's a very he's a billionaire. Let him raise an army. He can attack the White House, sack the president, and install him as president. I don't think the American people are going to tolerate something like this. And, and look. What we have to understand is we're a constitutional order in the United States. Things are done through the Congress and the executive branch. If there's a disagreement, it goes to the judicial system. And so that's the way the country's worked for over 200 years. It's worked very well. We don't need corporate America mandating policy in the United States. So something we'll see, think about uh, – and again, remember, this works both ways on conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. I mean both sides – you know, you can make the case on this issue. And, and so anyway, we'll see what happens on that. Uh, the president passed some some rules to try to uh, eliminate the, the 230 rule, which allows corporations to be uh, the, the Internet social media companies not to be sued for putting content on there. But nobody ever thought they would start the editing the content and editing what people could say. And so it's we'll see where it goes. But very interesting. Tell you what. Where are we going with the market? We've had a big run. We're seeing big runs in precious metals. Something's happening out there. We've got the economy reopening. Where do we go from here? And we're going to discuss that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The answer, but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so we caught the land. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Got any questions or comments? You can always call us 713-339-1070. Uh, what, what's with the? Where are we at with the markets here? And uh, we've had a, a good rally in here. Uh, looking at the at the uh, at the charts, the the market over the last in in, in May is only is is up about the S and P is up about four point five percent. So it's barely gone anywhere. In the which isn't bad, but. But it hasn't really gone anywhere uh, in May, and really most of the rally was in April. The, had a huge decline in in in, in March, and then uh, and then we, we we basically are treading water through most of 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 April uh, with slight move up after a big decline in May. So not much happening in May so far, uh, and really looking back to almost. Uh, last week in April, really, it hasn't gone very far at all. It's even less than that. It's probably about a 2% move since then. And, and so the market's really running into a lot of resistance. We're seeing some churning around here. And, and the question is, is where do we go from here? There's a lot of uncertainty out there. And I, I just saw a, – a, here's the good things. We're reopening the country. I think Texas is doing a great job of reopening the country, uh, and uh, we're leading the way, as always. Don't worry. New York City is planning to open sometime in mid-June, and uh, I, I think I think by July, sometime late July, City, City Corp is going to open their building up. Uh, meanwhile, I, I'm surprised how many people are going back to work next week with the big companies here in Houston. So, you know, things, things are coming well, are going well here. Uh, a couple of thoughts. We're seeing some drop, uh, the drop in uh, unemployment. The, the 21 million uh, people unemployed, that's a 3.9% million drop, almost 4 million uh, less people on unemployment this week from last week. So we're starting to see some rehiring. We just got the job, the, 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 uh, the uh, income number is up 10%, which is better than expected because the checks are coming out. People are getting more for unemployment. We're starting to open up. Things are starting. It, the tougher thing is, is, is how does the economy do? Now, there's something called the Atlanta GDP now number, which has been a pretty good accurate number of what, what the GDP number is going to come out for the quarter. And, and it, it's really been dropping quite a bit. I mean, if you look at this thing, it was uh, back in April, they thought it'd be a 12% drop in GDP for the quarter. They're up from May 26th. They're up, actually, the most recent number is a 52% drop. I mean, that seems pretty pretty high to me, but, but a 50%. So you could be looking at a very substantial drop in the quarter. Now, keep in mind, we did virtually very little business in April. And a lot of you know factories were shut down, things weren't shipped, you know planes weren't put out, a lot of a lot of you know no one was flying. The, the, but you're looking at you know a 40 to 50 percent possible drop in GDP for the quarter, uh, and we'll have to see. Uh, remember the we, I think it was a negative five percent for the first quarter, but we had a very hot 
January, February, and then March, as we talked about, you know, the the, the market started going down in in, in March, uh, but it, it really dropped in. But but things were still being shipped, and things weren't quite shut down about to the last week or two. And I'm suspecting a lot of people tried to push the products out ahead of time just to be on the safe side. And so the, most of the drop in the GDP is going to be this quarter. So it, that's a big hit to the economy. We got 21 million people out of work. I mean, these are they are 14 percent unemployment rate. In, 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 and so these are, are big hits to the economy. So where do we go from here? And I don't think it justifies a big run up in the market. Now, on the positive side, we had the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is flooding the system with money. They about two point seven trillion dollars. I think that where is it? Two point nine trillion dollars is what they, they've increased their uh, their uh, money supply from from late mid late February up to where it is now. It's a very substantial increase. So the Federal Reserve money is pushing is pushing is pushing up the economy, and not the economy, but propping up the stock market. And, and so we need to see where this is going to go from here. Now, Terry, do we have a question? Yes, we have Randy on the line. Yeah, you have a question for us. Ted? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, hi, Ted. It's me, Randy. Uh, I'm kind of, market seems to be looking at maybe six to nine months, and I'm wondering uh, if, uh, if, uh, President Trump and the Federal Reserve and the Congress that are throwing all his money at everybody if it's going to come through. Now, my investing strategy has been in the last month or two. I've, I've seen a lot of stocks that uh, got into the middle of February and, and went from, say, 50 to, to 15 or something like that. You know, they've been chopped in, not in half, but, you know, three or four times down. So I'm wondering that stocks like... Uh, uh, the MGM, Morgan Stanley, uh, NCL, you know, cruise lines and things like that. Uh, it looks like to me they borrowed enough money to ride this out. Is uh, is all the money that the government is, is throwing at this? Is it is it going to come through for us, or am I kind of uh, uh, getting the, you know, the the cart before the horse? Oh, I think it's yeah. I think it's a good question. I think it's coming through for us. The question is how how well. I mean, I, I just I, I look. I think a lot more people are going to sit there and take cruises, but it's not going to be what it once was, and that's going to slow things down in the cruise market. The same thing with some of these other things. I don't think people are going to go out quite as much. There's going to be a slow down there. They're going to be. It's going to probably take into twenty one late twenty one till people till flying gets back to normal. And at the same time, all these corporations have costs. I'm hearing everything from, you know, uh, people work two days a week. Part of the staff works two days a week. The other part of the staff works two days a week, and then they're off Friday to uh, every other day for half the, the you know, or part of the the, uh, the the workers. They're having to put up plexiglass. They're having to separate people out. Uh, they're having to get PPE testing. All of these things are expensive. It, it, and, and I think what I don't think is going to come back as quick as everybody thinks is going to be corporate earnings. And, and that's what we, we want to watch, Randy. Uh, I do think we're going to recover pretty well going into the fall. Look, I, I, if this thing comes back in the fall, I, I, I just think it's, it's going to almost be like a panic in a way. And that's the one thing we have to watch. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the hurricane, what, what uh, the hurricane that hit Houston after Katrina and, and half the city fled and, you know, and, and, and half the people that fled couldn't even get out of the city because it was basically the, the gridlock. I think that was Rita, wasn't it? Yeah, Rita. And it was, oh, and then it went on to hit Beaumont instead. It was, you know, by the grace of God. What I did was I was watching all the people going up 45 to Dallas and, uh, I waited until the day just before the hurricane, and, and I went to Corpus, and there was nobody down there, and there was nobody on the way. And as it turns out, Rita turned north, and yeah, like I said, it went over Port Arthur and Beaumont, and uh, and we were kind of uh, spared the whole thing. But yeah, anybody that got up in that mess going north, they just uh, ran out of gas, and it was they were just out of luck. So uh, I don't know if that's going to happen again, but but I'm thinking that. Uh, uh, is there, you think companies like maybe Southwest Airlines? I think they got enough money to hold on. I don't think they're going to go oh, out yeah, of business. Look, I bought some of their bonds. The there. Airline. 
uh, Delta, I think Delta is going to do quite well. The, the, the airlines are going to come back. I mean, people are going to fly. They want to get out. What I think is going to happen this summer is I think you can see an enormous amount of driving. I think people are going to be driving all over the country. You know, it's hard to even get flights. You do not want to fly to South America because this virus is all over the place down there. Same thing with Mexico. Uh, it, it, there's still lockdowns in much of Europe. So that shuts down most of, of Europe south america but you can get in a car and go see yellowstone or big ben or or you know bryce canyon or the sequoia redwoods or go visit your relatives across the country i see, think you can see an enormous amount of driving fascinating yeah i think the demand's going to start coming back on that i bet i bet some refineries like marathon oil and some things like that you know so uh i think once the once the demand comes back they should be okay but uh I don't know. I'm just kind of holding on here. I'm just hoping I didn't uh, jump the gun too soon. But I've I've already covered uh, uh, about half my money that I you know shelled out. So I'm, I'm much I'm ahead of the game, you know. So uh, uh, I feel pretty good about the about the economy. And I think what President Trump's going to do and the Federal Reserve and everybody they just uh, this not like the Great Depression, even though we we might have fallen on hard times like that. But we have no smooth holly. The Federal Reserve hasn't tightened the money supply. I, I just think we're we're going to come out of this okay. I, I think so. Look, the one thing I will say, look, I, I, I do think what's very similar to Smooth Hollow. Look, I think the situation with China is, is really difficult. And, and it's just – there's just no easy – I mean, it's not even about jobs anymore. They've taken – you know, it's hard for them to even – they've taken all our jobs, and now they're really threatening the actual future of the United States. And, and we got to do something about this. Uh, I, I, I think China is a big problem, and I think China is a modern-day Smith Hawley. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, just, I just looked at a chart about international trade, and it has fallen off a cliff. There's a lot of recovery and work to do there. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing is things are much worse elsewhere in the world because they don't have a Federal Reserve in, in South America or Africa or even many, uh, you know, they don't have as big a Federal Reserve in, you know, Thailand and, and even Korea and Vietnam and Philippines and all these places that, that can just flood the system's money. And even Europe can't do what we've done. And so we've poured in money uh, on that. And, and so, look, right now, I think we get a pullback. We, we bought some stuff near the bottom. We, we, we're hedging it up here with some hedges. I almost pulled them off uh, this week. At the end of the week, I'm going to give it another couple of days to see what happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be choppy and tougher going going forward. And well, I, I still me. think we're going to get back down. Well, I, well, I think my strategy, if I can double my money in a year, then I think I'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's super good. No, I, I mean, that look, yeah, that's going to be uh, – that's going to be – but you got to be careful in here right now. Yeah, definitely so. There's the, we're, we're kind of an un, well. Do you think the diet's cast? Are we all going to be wearing masks forever? Are we all going to have plexiglass oh, I, I think this, between look, I think everything? And unless you've got a real health issue, this isn't as big a threat. I think the masks are just. I wear a mask now just because I think it. Let's knock it down. Let's get everybody comfortable. Let's. I I, I think by the fall we're going to have a much better handle on this disease when it comes back. I think we're going to have enough PPE, and I think we're going to understand how to treat it better. And I think it's not going to be as big a deal. Well, I'm thinking if we're all wearing masks and and, and taking all these precautions and washing our hands and everything is uh, is this going to dramatically affect the uh, the, the 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 normal flu and cold and flu season? Should would that be cut in half or dramatically reduced? Yeah, in theory. But you know, here the bigger problem is the minute you get a cold or the flu, people are going to panic and think you've got the COVID virus and you'll be banned from work for two weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully it won't work out like that. Talk to you later, Ted. Bye bye. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, look, our thinking with the hedge is we bought stocks cheap. We had big profits, and we just really didn't want to we didn't want to sell them in here. And so, but we'll we'll watch the hedges. Uh, I I I think I think the market's ahead of itself in here. Uh, the one of the big trends. I'll tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break. I want to discuss one of the big trends out there. But but my thinking is the economy's coming back to be a slow. Even Donald Trump thinks it's going to take into next year for this to fully recover, and I think you have to understand that. So the market's probably ahead of itself in here. Do you have a question, or are we coming up on a quick break? Yeah, we have Charles online. Hey, Charles. Uh, uh, yeah, you had a question. 
Yeah, I sure did, and I don't. I, I, I tune in kind of late, so I don't know if you've covered it or not. But uh, late yesterday, I understand that uh, President Trump has uh, uh, made some uh, uh, made uh, has uh, uh, well has enacted some actions against uh, China in terms of Hong Kong, and I just wanted to get your sense of what impact you see on that because uh you know obviously when hong kong was turned over from great britain to 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 china you know the understanding was is that they were going to have their autonomy and continue to move forward but now it looks like china's come in there and now has initiated some some stricter regulations now and uh so yesterday i believe secretary pompeo and uh and donald trump have come forward and now have said that, well, if that's the case, then we're no longer recognizing Hong Kong as such. So I know Hong Kong has always pegged their their currency to the U.S. dollar, but uh, I'm just I'm just wondering here, what are the ramifications of this? Because it sounds like he is going to follow through with this, and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, look, I think this is a big problem. The peg with the dollar is is a huge problem. They, they've pegged it for about 36 years close to the dollar. I think they're having trouble supporting it. I think they're going to go through their their a lot of their reserves. And there's an enormous amount of leverage built into the Hong Kong economy, one of the higher amounts of leverage in the world, particularly in the commercial sector, that could really be in trouble. This could hurt the banking sector. I think anyone that's in Hong Kong right now is going to try to figure out how to get their money out of the out of, out of the city, it, and it's just not a good situation. It, uh, on this one, Charles, it's it's one of the as you know, it's one of the uh, global leaders of finance. It's basically London, New York, Hong Kong, and maybe Singapore are the big global leaders for finance, and and this is a, a real problem. I mean, it, it, we're getting tough with Hong Kong. Uh, I think it's going to put huge pressure on the Hong Kong dollar. I think there's going to be massive pressure on the Chinese yuan as well. This, these, if the drops in currencies, that's going to cause problems, and it, and it could destabilize things over there. That this is the one you want to watch as much as anything. He took actions. He didn't take as strong of actions as he could have by canceling the phase one trade deal or putting new tariffs on. He backed off to some extent. We'll see how it goes. And will the Chinese retaliate next week? But this, this we're pretty much in a cold war with China. There's just no other way around it. And I think that has big ramifications when there's we have such massive amounts of trade with China as we do. So, and I'm going to talk some more about that after the quick – got to get a quick break in here. Sure. Uh, right, We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. All right. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. The, uh, a couple, couple things. I'm going to expand upon Hong Kong here, some of the ramifications. I wanted to just touch base. We, get, we had some questions on RMDs for this year. The, under the, uh, under some, the, the uh, Coronavirus uh, Emergency Relief Act, RMDs, required minimum distributions for IRAs and 401ks, are uh, are waived this year, so you don't have to make your RMD. Now, if you want to take an R, if you want to just take an RMD or take some money out of your account, you can still do it. So, some people take out, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month or more out of their IRAs. Some people, we we get an RMD at the at the at the end of the year. We take a bunch of them out. A lot of people don't want to take it out. Sometimes people just like to have a bonus at year end, and, and they they've been using the RMD as the bonus. So you can still do that, and you're not required to do that. Uh, there's also they've increased the amount of, of lending to uh, out of a 401k from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand for our for COVID related uh, issues. In addition, you can take up to a hundred thousand dollars out of your 401k or IRA. Pay no, you, you have to pay taxes on it, but you don't pay the penalty if you have a COVID related issue, which means you've lost your job, you had coronavirus, you've been out of work, a spouse has lost their job or something. So it, it has to be COVID related. You can't just say, hey, you know, I'd like to take $100,000 out, I'm going to invest in the stock market to buy a piece of real estate. No, you, you have to somehow justify it. Now, it, you have, the good news is it's taxable, but you have three years to pay the taxes. So you can pay a third, a third, a third. So $33,000 a year in income comes in this way to help you deal with the tax issues if you've lost your job or something else. Now, if you do it from your, four, your 401k plan, the company is responsible for, for putting on the, on the, uh, the 1099 that this is COVID-related. If you do this yourself out of an IRA, it's your responsibility when you do your taxes, when you get your 1099-R, to, to, to let the IRS know that the distribution was COVID-related so you don't pay the 10% penalty, and you have three years to sit there and pay the taxes on it. So this is something that the coronavirus-related uh, issues that, that was passed. It's called corona, coronavirus-related distributions. It, 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 it's uh, your your CRD, but, but you have to have, again, you have to be affected by the coronavirus. And so this is, this is specifically for that. So something to think about, uh, if you're not taking, we have some people with their RMDs, they give it to the church or the uh, university or, or a charitable organization uh, as a qualified charitable distribution to reduce their taxes. You can still make uh, QCDs, qualified charitable distributions, it, those are still okay, but you, you, you know, you're just not, you don't have the mandatory requirement RMD. Now, final thing on this issue. Remember, they changed it this year to 72. So if you turn 70 and a half this year, you can wait till 72, uh, which is a big change that, you know, the first change in about 25 years on the issue before it's been 70 and a half for RMD. Uh, Okay, Matt, we had a question on Hong Kong. And by the way, if you've got a question or comment, this is the last segment of the show. You can get in 713-339-1070, Hong Kong. Look, I think, I, I think this is, again, is bullish for the precious metal sector. Um, as we talked about on the show last week, I, we've had a big run in the precious metal sector. Some of our stocks are up very substantially, over 100% in and, and so we're looking at do we pull some out? It's becoming a big part of the portfolio. We're looking at that. We should get some type of correction in the precious metals in here. And and the only thing that's kind of holding me off a little bit is I want to see where the Hong Kong situation
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. Okay, welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We had an issue with the, the Skype system uh, that we're using. And uh, we're talking about Hong Kong. Look, Hong Kong, again, is going to be an issue, I think, over time. Uh, this is something I, I felt like I, the precious metal stocks have run up. We've got some of them up over 100% in here. And we're trying to figure out what to do. I think we should get a pullback. But uh, now with the shock of Hong Kong, this is, again, very bullish for gold because it could destabilize the financial system. It's going to spook a lot of people in Asia to increase gold and silver holdings. On top of that, we just had the Federal Reserve add $2.7 trillion in, 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 in precious metals. Uh, not in precious metals increasing their balance sheet, buying bonds and doing all types of corporate bonds, government bonds, and flooding the world of money. Plus, they're doing trillions of dollars of, of currency swaps. Looking at comparing in 2008, this led to about 30 to 36-month bull run in precious metals. I think you're going to see the same thing. I think before this is, I think you're going to see inflation before this is over. The precious metal sector is going to do something similar to the tech sector did in 1999. For now, we could get a pullback, but I think over time, the, the amount of money that central banks are pouring into the world's economy is unprecedented by any 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 way that you look at it. We've never seen anything like this. It's going to be inflationary. Okay, do we have a question? Yes, we got Randy on the line. Okay. Morning. You had a question for us. Oh, hi, Ted. It's me again. I hate to hog the show. I got a quick uh, comment about gold. Uh, I saw a study about gold. They were trying to correlate why it's going up, and they looked at inflation and, and uh, unemployment, things like that. But it seemed to be what what uh, dovetails with is the expansion of the the Federal Reserve balance sheet. Do you think they're going to continue to uh, to uh, expand that balance sheet? Yeah, look, that's a good question. They're projecting into year end, probably another trillion. I think it could be more than that. And and there's a lag, Randy. It drops off. In 08, it dropped off like this, I want to say October, November. And then this year, it plunged in March and shot. And then in 08, it made a 30-month move. The precious metals did. I think you're going to see the same thing. There's an enormous amount of currency pressures out there across the world. Uh, what we felt like this was going to play out eventually in a currency crisis, we still think that's going to happen. And I, I, I think I like the sector's very hot right now. It could pull back, but this stuff is going higher over the long term. They cannot keep gold and gold coin, and particularly silver coins, in stock at these big uh, houses that sell this stuff. Yeah, I've always been a little reluctant to, 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 to invest in gold because I never could really figure out a supply, a supply and demand scenario. But it looks like if if it's the balance sheets of the central banks of the whole world, and particularly the Federal Reserve, that are, are kind of controlling the price of gold. Then uh, that that could be you know something I'd be interested in, and that would give me a, a buying opportunity. Yeah, look, it's going to happen. It, it's it's starting now. That that's what's going to happen. And they're worried. They're trying to. I I think they control the price by lending to the ETFs. Uh, I, I think they're lending to the ETFs, and that that's that's uh, put that's stabilizing or at least dampening the moves in gold and. And silver, I don't think they're going to be able to control it over the long term. It's going up. I mean, you listen to the smartest, brightest, wealthiest people in the world. They're all buying gold and silver. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we live in interesting times, that's for sure. Yeah, you're right about that. You know what they say See you say later, Ted. That. Bye-bye. Thanks, Randy. No, look, I mean, I think that's what you're looking at this sector. Interestingly, there's some good correlation if this inflation takes off that oil and gas will go up as well. 
and so over time and so that I think that's good news for our sector here in Houston but but I think that's what we're looking at in this environment uh, a couple other things doing some of the research uh, this week uh, for the show it's surprising how the United States, we've had a very good recovery. We've had a good 10 years in the market. But if you look at emerging markets, they've gone virtually nowhere in 10 years. If you look at Shanghai, I think it's eight years, China, maybe five, six years, they've gone nowhere. If you look at a lot of these, a lot of these stock markets around the world, they haven't really run very far. Uh, I think looking at our market, it's completely dominated by basically Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, and Apple and Google, it, 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 and the market capitalization size of those companies is really outsized. Uh, you know, it, 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 and so I, I think the, I have a problem believing that they're going to make all the money, and then all these little companies out there are going to be in bankruptcy and tight, belt tightening, laying off people and cutting costs, and how they're going to continue to profit. And so I, I do think I think I think we're going to pull back. In here, I, and, and I think we're going to have to see. I think going forward, we're going to a much more, as Randy said, interesting to more, I think, inflationary, more destabilizing times. The situation with China isn't getting better. We're coming into into a, the presidential election. You can see the volatility. We're already seeing the riots out there. Part of that is political. This is going to be the most hotly contested presidential election in the history of the United States. And we've had some pretty hot ones back in the early 1900s, 1800s. I think this one is is, is just going to be really and it's, it, it, and I, it, to me it's difficult to, to see when we're we're having the recovery from 21 million people unemployed, lots of companies having huge profit problems. It, this is all going to take time it to recover. And, and on top of that, you have the Fed pouring money into the system, and we. $2.7 trillion. Keep in mind, we also have a $2.8 trillion budget deficit. Our budget deficit could hit 20% this year. These are all – nobody has really seen – the economists don't even know how to deal with this stuff. They've never seen stuff like this, and it makes it very uncertain. And I think this is what we're going to have to deal with and understand. So I think you have to be cautious in this market with your retirement. And, and, I, and I think you want to try to lock in opportunity when you can, lock in income when you, where you can, and understand if you're retired for 30 years, you have to understand if we get an inflation, you could be in, a lot of people could be in big trouble. A lot of people depend on Social Security. That is more, it goes up a little with inflation, not as much. So I think you've got to prepare more on the inflation side. We're going to talk about and build on this going forward and understand the, the threat that inflation is to your retirement. Until then, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Look, we're going to send out our free Max Out Saving Port. If you're not on the list, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your IRA rollover, your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're risk-based investors in the stock and bond markers for our clients. If you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free report. You can request an appointment. We're, we're coming in the office, and we're starting to take appointments next week uh, personally, so we'll be happy to sit down with you if you need some help. It's maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. 